Hi guys, this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. B-Y-A Bushwood. No Corey Collins or Casey Earl Flynn today. Just the B-Appin Live Golf correspondent Brock White. He is in Baton Rouge, somewhere near Baton Rouge, right? Where are you? Somewhere in Louisiana. Uh, it's 20 miles yeah. southeast we'll of Baton Rouge. All right, let's just call it Baton Rouge Suburbs. <laughs> and uh, I am a geek, and I am in East Merchants, New York. It's probably just as hard to find. Uh, um, but we had to do a podcast because Live Golf has a big tournament this weekend. Live Golf number three, New number Jersey. Three. Live three. Uh, yeah, it's in New Jersey. Not that far from here. Not really a place I would go hang out, though. So um, I will catch some other live golf events um, at some other future date on some other property. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to gamble on it. I'm just not going to go hang out there. Correct. Uh, before we get too far in, I would like to uh, congratulate you and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Julio signing Jones, Julio huh? Jones. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, congrats. As, yeah, when uh, you're Saint- rich. When you're rich, it's so much fun to get more money, right? Like yeah. when you have when you have a, a depth of talent at wide receiver, and you get more depth, it's just beautiful. The only thing that gives me comfort is knowing the Saints have a great secondary and a pass rush. So, yeah, and one of my favorite people on the planet at quarterback, the Angel of Death. He's pretty good. Yes, I am. I as much as I am uh, a fan of the Buccaneers, I am like uh, maybe even more so invested emotionally in the Florida State Seminoles. Okay, okay. You know, he is my guy. He brought so much happiness to my life, and I will never not be on (laughs) Jameis Winston's side. Um, And that's it's really tough because. The Saints and the Buccaneers are essentially, I mean, they're rivals, you know what I mean? Like, I, I i look with more distaste at the Falcons and the Panthers in the division, but like, that doesn't matter. It's all, they're all rivals, you know what I mean? The divisional rivals. To me, it's like the Saints and Bucks respect each other. And then it's, we both hate the Panthers and the Falcons for yeah. all the breakdowns are done about like, who's the best division? And it's them dragging us down. <laughs> uh, most of the time, not always. I mean, there was a time when it was those two teams carrying this division, but um, they were few, but a few years, but they were they existed. There was times when it was the Falcons and the Panthers that were the cream of that division, just not right now. Right now, right now, it's all about the Bucks and everybody else. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. No, Timmy but- Nebraska and I have a running joke about. Uh, Tom Brady being the angel of death so he can just touch you and you die and that's why none of his teammates high five him hmm. uh, he very well may be 
Very well, maybe. It's amazing that he's going to be 45 this year and he's about to go run it back with Buccaneers. But uh, uh, I, I like, I just like how how many how many good good wide receivers there are, and they're that's awesome. When you have a quarterback that needs to get the ball out of his hands quickly, just put out six wide receivers and one of them will be open. You know, you would assume, and I mean, Tom Brady already knows who you're covering before you snap. He snaps the ball, so. It's true. It's true. It's just... Um. All right. But we're here to talk about golf. We're not here to talk about the Buccos, um, although it is a good day in, in, in Buccaneers, uh, in the Buck world. Um, but uh, we're here to talk about golf, man. So, Liv, they are playing in New Jersey. What's the name of this town? I forget. I just read it, too. Uh, Bedminster. Bedminster. Bedminster, New Jersey. It is a Trump course. Correct. Uh, Trump National I, Bedminster. I really wish that it was a much busier and more time uh, demanding endeavor owning all these golf courses so that he didn't have time for other pursuits. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So, well, uh, I hope I don't want to burst your bubble on that front, but uh, the Trump golf corporation is actually led by eric oh one of is that one of his kids yeah i think it's hard to root for them but whatever yeah Uh, i think it's the smart one actually though doesn't change my stance that i wish it used up a whole lot more of the dad's time so that the dad didn't have time for other pursuits um let's talk about the golfs this course is uh not you know, like it's not hasn't it's not like it's completely unknown to us. It's been used before over on course. some other yeah. It's obviously fully private, but they do have two 18 hole courses, which is something I you know, two out of three of these live golf events have been hosted by sites with multiple courses so they can mix mix and match and do whatever they want. It's not the stuffy old, you know, we play this course. And this course, and you play one through eighteen. Yeah, and they've kind of created an all star, an all star, you know, eighteen out of two courses, or out of a course and a half in one of the instances. And so, uh, Trump National at Bedminster, it's actually only about forty minutes south of Manhattan, according to Google Maps. I'm guessing the actual drive is like seven hours. There's going to be a lot of traffic too. Uh, it was the host to the 2017 United States Women's Open. It do is we know a, who won that 2017? Do you know, like right off the top of your head? Do you have that one? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know I any would, of the uh, I don't know I any would, of the uh, women's records or women's. Here's what I know about. Here's what I know about ladies professional golf is that I would put the winner of that tournament. Being an Asian lady at minus five thousand. Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, really funny. Uh, but it is a top one hundred course in the United States of America from every publication that puts out a top one hundred course list. And my favorite part is legendary golf course architect. Tom Fazio you, was you, the designer. You nailed it, dude. It was Park Sung Hyun from Korea. So, like, you nailed it. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I knew it. I knew it had to be. Uh, so interesting fact here. The 2022 PGA Championship was scheduled to be at Bedminster. Oh, the one they just played in Tulsa. Yeah, the one won by Justin Thomas, That's who is right. not an Asian woman. Uh, yeah. They moved it, obviously, for political reasons. And when they announced that, that they were moving it to Tulsa, Trump Golf, led by Eric, as I mentioned earlier, was quoted as saying they have great respect for the PGA and will continue to work further to deal with them again, even though the PGA also pulled out of Doral, where Live Golf will be hosting the finale. And then, like I said, like just, oh, we have great respect for you. We can work in the future. We'll get past this. Oh, by the way, your new rival that's going to like hopefully pull your pants down. Yeah, we're going to gonna host as many of their events as possible yeah it seems like a strange stance for the pga to take because mm, let's be realistic probably 70 percent of their their golfers are supporters i mean I, you know i'm just being I'm, i mean i'm not i don't know I, I guess i'm being presumptive but it wouldn't surprise me if as many as as how as how I should have worded that. I'm sorry. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if as many as seventy percent or more are the are supporters of his. But I I mean they did it just for optics. I get it, but it probably yeah, I don't know, so- right decision, wrong decision. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're obviously we're talking about a golf tour, a golf league that's backed by money from you know, Saudi Arabia and their government and this government and any government, like they're all fucked up. <laughs> they're all fucked up. And it's just hard to, where do you draw the line of where do you well, work? And who do you work with? For me, it's just the typical American corporate thing where we care about black people in February and, you know, gay people in June. And, you know, we care about Christians on Christmas and Easter it's just the corporate thing of like, how can we keep everybody liking us so we can make as much money as possible? And there's no real meaning or, you know, steadfast, like, like to quote Walter from the Big Lebowski, you know, draw a line in the sand and across this line, you do not. There's none of that. It's just corporate. Like, yeah. how can we be cool? It's tough. It's got to be tough to run, be running a, really big corporate corporation in the public eye right now <laughs> because it's just a you oh. know, you're 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 damned if you do damned if you don't kind of a situation because both sides are gonna hate you no matter what you do yeah and i'm not saying i could do better obviously i couldn't Otherwise, you could do you would be pretty good at running the pj or oh yeah some other tour i would just hire john daly as my commissioner and the dudes could wear shorts and get boozed up if they want well, I would definitely allow people to wear shorts. Um, you're talking about professional athletes. They probably have great legs. You can get, you know, you'd sell more shoes because the sneakers or the shoes would have, the golf shoes would have a prominent, a more prominent look on TV. Uh, you'd be, you're, they're just stupid not to wear shorts. It's but, also funny that you mentioned that because the biggest thing we were talking about in golf like two years ago were Phil Mickelson's calves. 
Right. And then what are we doing here if we're not trying to sell Nikes and Foot Joys and, you know, <laughs> and, and shoes? Like, that's what we're doing here. That's what all sports is about. It's about selling shoes. Adidas is trying to sell golf shoes and, and Under Armour was trying to sell golf shoes for a minute. And, you know, everybody tried to sell shoes like this is just equipment. It's just equipment sales. It's just advertising, man. It's just a billboard for equipment. Yeah. Yeah, one of the greatest business decisions of all time was Phil Knight saw this kid from North Carolina play a basketball game and decided we need to let him design his own shoes and we'll make them and we'll give him his own brand. And now he's doing golf shoes. Yeah, I am desperately, desperately hoping some bets hit soon. So there's about to be some pretty sick jordan's dropping dude let's hey let's holler at nike all right let's get let's be a jordan jordan brand sponsored podcast just so you can get some free some free jordan golf cleats oh i'm here for it all right i'll I'll call i'll call mj after this i got it i got his his cell phone maybe you could get us in that uh Club twenty three private I mean, course he has. Too. I don't play. I don't play golf. But uh, maybe you I could, could drive my cart. I maybe mean, I get you and you and a couple of your friends into that because I mean it's pretty exclusive. Yeah, get, but you know, let me pull some strings. You know, I mean, let's get Connor and Mister Earl Floyd out there, and you know, <laughs> you be Casey and Mister Earl Flynn. <laughs> that was Flynn. Funny. Sorry, <laughs> no, both were wrong. I loved that. Uh, Corey Collins, Casey Earl Flynn. Love them both. All right, miss them. You you could you could tell I worked in the sun today. <laughs> it is not warm on the golf course. <laughs> I mean, not cold on the golf course at all. Today. No, it is. It's quite warm. See, we both did it there. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of golf courses, what is? I mean, do we know what eighteen holes they're picking? Do we know what? Um, like the length of this and 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 what the challenges uh that's facing these guys when they get out there or is that like a surprise or do we find out tonight or what what's the deal here well in portland i was kind of expecting cuz live golf is awesome on twitter absolutely awesome must follow if you're interested uh just make sure you follow it live with an i instead of live golf with an i instead of live golf with a lowercase yeah. l yeah, make sure it's the official one. Not the parody site. Correct. But no, they always, you find out on the broadcast, which I think is a good move. They got, I will say they got really uh, original and creative with the names of the two courses in Bedminster. They have the old course and the new course. Holy shit! Well, I, I can't believe that's what they came up with. Like, I, it's brilliant. Probably only spent a few hundred million with the marketing team. Kind of remind me of like the Big Ten with the legends and leaders. I don't think they they probably didn't even name it, and they just that's just what the old you know the old guys started referring to it. I you know I'm playing the old course today, but the new course is you know look. look it's, Weather's going to be nice out there. The wind's not going to whip as hard, whatever. Like, that's probably just came from regular conversation. Yeah, organically from, like, how the members talked about it. Or maybe they finished building one course before the other. So the members were like, oh, that's the old one. This is the new one. However, so they're both par 72. If you you tip these bastards out, McGee, 
How'd you like to play 7,721 yards? Wow. Or if you're like me and only drive the ball about 270 yards, there's a better option for you on the new course. How about 7,534 yards? Wow. Yeah. This is, in my mind, you look at those numbers and you think Bomber's Paradise. But and it's Tom Fazio. It's Tom Fazio. You have to remember that. But they're going to have to be. And they're going to be picking and choosing holes from both of these. So we don't even know which ones at all. You know, if they choose all the shortest ones from both courses, it could be, a, you know. Yeah. Or they could pick the longest ones and we could have an 8,000 yard course. Yeah. In that case, but I'm definitely betting DJ. Because it is. Tom Fazio, he is one of the greatest in the game, right up there with, you know, Pete Dye, RIP, or Tom Bendelow, also RIP, but it was like 100 years ago. So that's not I know, a every, I know everybody dies, but it's got to suck that your name's like Pete Dye, and we're talking about you after you've died. And you don't, I don't know. The, he had no way to avoid it. It was all over. Written, written on his hands, you know, written on his name. It was on his birth certificate. Yeah, he was, and his death certificate. So he, he was born to die. Couldn't win for losing there. So because it is a Tom Fazio design, and he is a great designer, you cannot be out of position because he will punish you. However, if you are in position, you will be rewarded for good shots, and that's why I have see seven bets. I do still, just because it's so long, you have to be able to get there, you know? Yeah. Being able to get to par fives and two is going to be a huge advantage. They have several very long par threes that if they're in the lineup one day or even all three days, some of these guys like Abe Answer and Sergio and Kevin Na and, you know, the guys who – can't hit you know six iron 230 if they want it's gonna be really tough for them to score and i haven't looked at the forecast so i'm not sure what the weather is gonna be i was hoping you would spill like what the northeast there's supposed to be a little it's been pretty hot but there's supposed to be a little bit of a storm on friday um so we might have a cooler weekend but everything and that also could affect the play so we'll see what happens you know yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a test. Uh, I don't know. I'm still waiting for the Live Golf Tour because I have experience with the Corn Ferry Tour, which is ran by the PGA, where they send a guy and they tell you where the pin locations are gonna be. If they want you to water the greens, hey, stop cutting the, this fairway so wide and all kinds oh, of stuff cool. like that. They did they send somebody out there to you guys? Did they play an event on your on your on your course? On one of the courses I've worked at. That's cool. Yes. Uh and they send uh somebody from the PGA's agronomy department comes out and is on property usually about a month before the tournament and out there every day watching, you know, he'd watch me mow tees, watch us rake bunkers give us little tips, you know, obviously talking to our superintendent, you know, 
hey, here's what I want to see happen. Like, can you widen this out a little bit right here and then stop mowing right there? And they, they set up the course the way they want it. It's They're renting the course from you, and it's their course for that week. That's cool. But it's also huge for the course. I mean, there's going to be so many people that are be refer oh, yeah. to the course because of, you know, or go play that golf because of, you know, that's cool. Yeah, just to just as an employee there, you know, we would watch, you know, these pros play. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I'd be in the same spot as like a Patrick Cantlay was. Who actually did meet in person That's cool. at that tournament, which was cool. Was he pleasant but, uh, or was I mean, he a douchebag? He was awesome. Helped me. Uh, he was. I would have lost that was going bet. down. I would have lost that bet because I definitely would have bet douchebag. So it was Wednesday night before the tournament started, and the sun's literally going down. He's the only golfer still out there hitting little bunker shots. And I came up to mow the chipping green, and he had probably 500 golf balls on the green. And when I rolled up on my mower, he's like, oh, you need – like took his headphones off. You need to you need to mow this real quick? And I was like, yes, uh He's like, oh, that's cool, man. I'm I'm about done. You mind if I hit two or three more? And I was like, go for it. You know, I got paid by the hour, so he hit two or three more. He's like, okay, I'm good. And he put his, you know, wedge back in his bag. Thought like, okay, he's gonna walk off. I can just move all these golf balls. No, he came, helped me pick up all the golf balls, get them off the green. Nice. Asking me how my day went. It was awesome. He that's was, cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, while we're talking about specific golfers, what golfers have joined? This is like, you know, the whole fun of the having two two leagues is seeing people going back and forth or whatever. What golfers have joined Live Golf since the last event? What, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. So we have three big additions. Right. That's what that's the real question. The big ones. Number one is Somebody I believe I mentioned our last podcast, and you were telling me he was too old, but Mr. Henrik Magic Three Wood Stenson. Love the guy. making made love. a lot of money betting on that guy over here. I love him. Okay. But yes, he's too old to like make a difference. You know what I mean? It's not it's not gonna bring zillion eyes. Still solid professional name to add to the roster. Correct. And uh, then a guy who might be not as well known but i absolutely love the way he plays the game is uh jason kokrak yeah kokrak he's got a big belly i like cheering for the guy yeah he's a pretty good golfer he's like uh he's one of those dudes that god forbid he ends up in the uh in like the long stuff doesn't matter he kind of powers right out of it and he makes up for if he gets a little sloppy he's able to make up for mistakes you know it's really impressive he's a good golfer the reason I love him is just he's not one of these big fitness gurus. He seems like a dude who, if you saw him in the clubhouse, he'd buy you a beer. Yeah. And like you said, he reminds – his game kind of reminds me of, like, a tiger where, like, oh, what's the shot I need to hit out of this cabbage? Hand me the five iron. Right. And it's just casual, like, powerful. I, lo- I love Jason Kokrak. Kokrak. And you said there's three. Who's number three? Number three is actually not a golfer, but might be the greatest addition to the Live Golf Tour ever. 
live from the booth. We will get three days of an unedited David Faraday. It's really incredible. I mean, it was the best thing they could do. And it like legit, it like legitimizes them as, um, you know, uh, like they, they have the most recognizable voice on their broadcasts now. It's it's really incredible. I am so excited about that. Yeah. So I love David Faraday. I don't care if you think he's corny or whatever. But he's, he's the most he's recognizable awesome. voice in golf. Awesome. He has some of the best little like subtle one-liners also that because of who I am as a person, I love that little sarcasm, just so, like soften the blow, but also make sure it lands. All right. Um, also, also joining is Charles Howell III. Charles Howell III, yes. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, former major winner, correct, Charles Howell III. Oh, yeah. I believe. Does he have a... A Wanamaker or a he won a PGA? Cat? Didn't he won a PGA one year? I I know he's from Augusta, but he hasn't won the Masters. Okay, then it was definitely a PGA. I think it was a PGA Championship. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check right now because now I'm now I'm um yeah. You make at least one of us look smart. Yeah. Now I'm wondering. Now I'm wondering. Nope, I lied. I lied. Never won a never won a major. Oh, only shit. three professional only three professional wins. Um, wow, his would... best result in a major championship is a T ten. He got a T ten at the PGA in 03. That was a long time ago. So I didn't realize it... he was a pro in 03. <laughs> He's been around. I was a sophomore in high school. Uh huh. I was in. I already had a master's degree. Yep, young man. <laughs> I already had a master's degree in 03. Um, do you get a cool jacket when you get a master's? You should. Oh, that was first off. That really good timing by you. That was great. That was a really good joke, and uh, that's really funny. I should have two green jackets because I have two master's degrees. <laughs> Oh man, man! Fuck that! Just send me your uh your jacket size. I'll go buy two green blazers. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then in yellow, we can get like what the degree was embroidered on there. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I don't suspect. Okay, let's start talking about who we think could play well this weekend. What kind of a golfer are we looking for for this kind of a uh, for this this Specific, this specific event, because I want to know if any of these three guys have a chance to win on their first appearance on the tour. So my thinking is that it's going to be either a bomber or just an absolute baller. And we all know what a bomber is. So let me tell you what I think a baller is. A baller is just a dude who shows up, has his sticks, tees it up and says, I'm going to win this thing today. I have a few of those, or at least what I feel, who I feel some of those guys are. But yeah, it's going to be somebody who hits the ball consistently in the fairway over 300 yards. 
and okay. connect putt. Like okay. it, as Cam Smith showed us at you know the birth of the game. If you make putts, it nobody's gonna beat you. Correct. But also it's very, very long courses. They can set it up however to make it shorter and it'll still be long. So I just don't see you know, like the Zach Johnson types plumping it out there too. Of these three, I think Kokrak plays the best. Okay, but I don't Kukrak. think he's winning here. I don't think you'll see a winner from those three. Just I don't think the course fits them. Because this is um, opened up to uh, some big hitters, it's going to be hard for you to get me to put money on anyone not named Dustin Johnson. I felt the same way, but when I started looking at some of the numbers and DJ's only plus 550 – I mean, it's a short field, right? So that's see, that's where we have to adjust. First off, we're not betting out of now. Hey, th- this gets us to the big part, the big news, right? The big news is we can finally gamble on live golf. It's we found odds on multiple sites, and so we know they're out there for everybody to look at and to make some money on, right? We've been waiting for this. You know, it's taken them three weeks or three events to get to it, but you know. Uh, um, now we have we have that option. Um, even I mean, we have to uh, adjust our expectations. Where we're not going to get golfers, you know, we're not going to get long odds because we're it's only it's a fifty four field, no cut, three rounds, as opposed to what we're used to, which is a hundred plus golfers over four rounds. You know, yeah, with um, a cut, too. with a cut now. Now we're gonna have to accept a a, a a a lesser payoff because it's gonna be easier to get on our golfers. I see what you're saying, but also you have to understand I'm an idiot. So <laughs> I have your charm. S- seven plays here that are great numbers numbers you might see in a you know regular event or even maybe a major. But I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna find you know, a little, uh, maybe a free dinner for me and my girl out of this. All right. Let me hear your seven plays and their odds and the set or the seven you like and their odds. And then I'm, I'm likely going to pick one of your seven and put a little, put a little money on this. And, um, you know, I am not ready to like, I put a lot of money into PGA events because I've been, I'm comfortable gambling on them because I've done it a bunch. Right. I am not really ready this is like the sprint version instead of the marathon with the three rounds. I'm not really ready to invest what I usually invest into PJ, but I'm going to put a little something on somebody and sit back and have a little fun over the next three days. I would just like to also clarify that I'm going to, sorry, I hate using this term. These are not full unit bets for me. These are what I call sprinkles. Right. Because this is, you know, this is a new venture. We need to. Yeah. This is try number one to right. make money. We, we yeah, so. we need to do a little. This is us doing a little market research and stuff. We're, we're not going <laughs> to market research. Exactly. Right. All right. So what do you think, man? Let me hear your seven and the odds. So first off, I'm going to go with Brooksy. What is Mr. he sitting at? 
plus 1600. Ooh, I get it, man. That's really appealing. You know, Brooks Kepka in a in a in, in a sprint, you know, I, 16 to 1. That's beautiful. We haven't seen him dominating on these tour, these live events yet. Um he's only played two, obviously, but or one. He wasn't even in the first one, right? No, he's played my two. my feeling with Brooks Kepka is he only cared about the majors. Well, now the majors are over, and he's still got to play out this live golf thing, so everything's a major to him at this point. Ooh, he can a, bomb it. stretch. I don't know. You've made a big leap in your mind, there, in your logic. Yes, with Again, my short little leg. You but, admit uh, to being an idiot, so it's okay. Who else? I will never refuse that. Yeah, who else? Uh, next up is uh, Brandon Grace, 20 to 1. He's been playing great in these live tournaments, and all those South African guys have been crushing. Yeah, he's just been at the top of the pylon, as they call it, yeah. in the first two. And is is this the guy who's just going to run this league? Maybe right. And he's got a team. You know what I mean? Like like their their whole team. They're they're little they're crewed up. You know they've been out there playing well. It's it's it's. I like that at twenty to one. Who else you got? I'm going to go with. Matthew Wolf mm. at twenty-eight to one. It's a big number, but for a great golfer, that's a good one. He also hits the ball long ways. Great wedge player. It's can he make putts? That's what's always held him back. Correct. Then I'm going to go with my boy Carlos Ortiz. I love that dude. Thirty to one again. Played great in the last event. Yeah. Uh I just love his game. He sometimes goes into that zone where like every shot's so on on, you know, and he just looks like he's on autopilot. You know, it's really incredible. You know, he's not always in that zone, but when you can see it through the television watching him play, like, ooh, he's feeling it. <laughs> like it's really palpable. And my next pick is I I just fell in love with this guy at the First live, loved seeing him in Portland. I got to go with Henny Duplissis at 45 to 1. Okay. Uh, also, just going back, there were a lot of jokes on Twitter about, you know, Taylor Gooch. He's at 12 to 1. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe he has a little bit of that villain kind of spite-filled you know, I'm just going to hate fuck the golf world and win this bitch in him. Maybe. We'll see. Who, who else you like? That's what, five? Who You got two more pick, picks? One, two, three, four, five. That was six. Six. So who's your last one that you like? He was also a recent addition to the Live Golf Tour. He is an American who is was the... Uh, 2021 U.S. Amateur Champion, formerly of Michigan State University. And I'm not sure about his last name because down here in Louisiana, it could be Piot, Piot, P.O., <laughs> Poit, Pody, but it's James P.I.O.T. <laughs> he is I... plus 30,000. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, the old 301 dice roll. <laughs> I mean, a dollar down and I get a new pair of J's. I love it. I love it. I hey. love it. I am going to I am going to throw a little something on Carlos Ortiz. You put a big smile on my face when you brought him up and you you know this is he's this kind of uh he's the kind of golfer that can really enjoy putting on a show and and uh for the crowd this is all about the fans. I don't know. I love this. I this could be this could be good. This could be good. I think that's a that's an inspired choice by you and I am swayed to uh to 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 go go get a ticket with Carlos Ortiz's name on it. All right, it's a team ride on Ortiz. Let's do it, buddy. Um, this was fun. Should we get together afterwards, maybe even Sunday night, and um, do a little wrap up, or maybe Monday if we're getting crazy on Sunday. Yes, for sure, we'll wrap this thing up. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. That's really really good advice, and I hope everybody listening takes that advice. Um, also, before we go, uh, yeah. one quick thing. So Charles Barkley will be playing in the Pro-Am at Bedminster. Oh. On the Dan Patrick show this morning, because it's there's talks of him leaving TNT to yeah. join Mr. Faraday in the booth yeah. at Live Golf. He, he said that Live Golf has a deadline to give him an actual offer. So he's going to play the Pro-Am. And then when he leaves the course that evening, if he does not have an offer, he's out. That's exciting. That is exciting. Way to make it dramatic, Charles. Way to make it dramatic. I love it. All right. Well, listen, this was fun. Uh, BYA Bushwood is part of the BYAPN, B Yappin, the Bet Your Ash Podcasting Network. And uh, be app in all of our podcasts are available on betyourash.com and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and you know, all those kinds of places. And you can get at us on uh social media, it's at betyourashpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And what do you Brock White 886 Brock White 86 on uh Twitter? Correct. All right, so well, we'll talk to you guys after the weekend and uh, enjoy some golf. I will definitely enjoy it. It should be a absolute fireworks out there and out th- out near corner of the country out there, McGee. That's right. All right, buddy. Talk to you. All right, man.